bring us in. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to week six. Good morning. Lots to talk about this morning. Did anything have important happen? <laughs> this was like, was there like uh, any important players that went on IR? Oh, no, no. Okay, good. I'm just going to leave my lineups the same then. <laughs> what could go wrong? Uh, yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to week six. I, I'm going to just throw this out there right now. I'm, I'm looking at the weather reports and stuff, and I'm just going to say that, that uh, scores are going to be lower all the way around this week. Uh, there's going to be some lower scoring games, and uh, make sure you're playing your guys in domes if you don't. If, uh, yeah, so if you've got any questionable starts, yeah. uh, the fact that the guy's playing in the dome today could definitely be the reason you play him instead. Yep. Something to think about today, and we'll go over that as we go, guys. But uh, so much going on this week, it's crazy. There was a lot that happened, a lot that happened. Uh, so, why don't you lead us off since your homer minute is actually positive? <laughs> uh, positive in that we won, and uh, in that we won exactly how we talked about last week. We said that uh, somehow Tomlin was going to like pull them over the finish line, and, and we're going get to get a win, but we had no idea how. And I still don't know how we won that freaking game, uh, other than Baltimore dropping the ball at seven, eight times. There's a lot of good <laughs> clips helps. about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was, there were there were a lot of drops in that game. Baltimore kind of gave it to us. Um, it it but, was hey. like a season worth of lowlights in one clip, right? Just from one game of Baltimore receivers dropping the ball. It was, it was like that video should be shown yeah. to like Pop Warner kids all over America on how not to catch footballs. <laughs> you know, and, and it was a rivalry game, so it, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it in the moment, you know what I mean? Uh, especially for my buddy Chris, uh, who is out there watching it live. I mean, can you imagine watching that game live with all the ups and downs and then last-minute win at home, you know what I mean? Rivalry, like, I dude, thought about for that, his 50, like, wow, 50th what a great birthday, yeah. like that's that was his birthday present to himself, yeah. and that that's a hell of a present. So, uh, cool on all those notes. Um, I'm glad we're on bye this week, so we can get our stuff together because I'm not happy with our team right now. We are so lucky to be three and two. Um, you know what I mean? We just it, Steelers football. We, we we tend to like win some games that we shouldn't, and we've kind of won those games now. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that all season long. So, I'm I'm hoping we can figure something out, and that uh, Pinnick, Pickett can uh, take a little step forward. So, we won. Uh, I was happy. It was great, and I'm still down on my team. We should have <laughs> Deontay back after the bye, right? Yeah, yeah, and that should help. And so I'm I'm hoping that you know that's going to help turn mm -hmm. things around, and that's what we were missing and all. But um, I got this worried feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm, I'm nervous. And on that note, we can slide right into mine. I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I was field side for the destruction of my team last Sunday, and I, I got to tell you, like it, it was uh, the most frustrating part about it was it just didn't look like they even showed up. I know. I you know I'm watching them uh, through TV timeouts and stuff like that, and they're just kind of like hands on their hips. And I was most disappointed in, in number 11 because, like, when things – and especially 11 and 4, 
because when things are down, you got to tell and, us who those are, man. Uh, Prescott and, and you. Micah, hey. you know, yeah. And I mean, I because I don't want to say their names right now. I'm, I'm so I'm so disappointed in them. I don't even want to say their names right now. They're just jersey numbers to me, gotcha. Be, because they could have been they could have been anybody last Sunday. Yeah, those guys could have been anybody last Sunday, and, and it wouldn't have made a difference because the way like the the stadium was just it was packed, it was loud. Every single play was loud. The fans were awesome. They were not lazy at all. They were every single play. They were on the Cowboys. And when that kind of stuff happens, you need your leaders to kick you in the ass and say, hey, you don't hear any of that. You know, let's go. Let's fucking go right now. Let's go. Get up. Go. You know, you need need to be like getting people like you can't let the other team have all the juice. And that was just what happened. This. The 49ers had all the juice and they looked awesome. Yeah, they did. Uh, I mean, they, they did. So it's but it's interesting though because so uh, there's a couple things I want to say about this is like if you didn't believe in Brock Purdy, like you should now. Um, watching from my point of view, there were so many times where he just he knew where the play was going. He didn't. There was nobody open yet. Mm-hmm. He threw to where the opening was going to be, and. Now, some a lot of that is him trusting what you know what he's been coached, and uh, and 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 then on that note, Kyle Shanahan just beat the crap out of um, <laughs> out of Dan Quinn on Sunday because he knew exactly what Dan Quinn was going to do against his offense, mm-hmm. and they knew exactly where the openings were going to be, and Purdy trusted that you know that was it's from what I saw because he just threw to guys that were not open yet, and. He made the Cowboys' defense look so bad because they were so on time. It was it was uh, incredible, and the Cowboys did a really decent job of stopping CMC. Uh, he yeah. Di- he didn't do much, and they forced a fumble on the goal line. Like, yeah, they had opportunities to get some momentum, and I thought they just did a really poor job of that. And it was it was disappointing. And so, do you think they're going to be able to get things together? I. Uh, <sighs> San Francisco's done this to a lot of teams, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, the- I'm not that. I'm, again, it's it's another one of those games that you can almost throw out, and it's frustrating to have said that twice. You yeah, know, in five after, games. In five yeah. games, and it makes and it really makes me frustrated for like what they could do in in January, or because uh, if you can you know just not show up for mm-hmm. for a road game, and then you have no answers as to like you know oh I guess just this environment is too tough for us today. We can't play. Yeah. You know, is what it seemed like it was. Then, well, then you don't want to show up in January either. Like, it's not going to work out well for you. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. Ha- I don't have any good answers. Like, thankfully, we just talk about fantasy football mostly. So, right. <laughs> so if, if you're worried about fantasy football, you shouldn't be. It was just like for fantasy football perspective, it was definitely just a throwout game because they were completely off script. Twenty minutes into the game, okay, you know. They they hadn't been able to get a first down or a stop, you know. So they they got they could have been down worse if they hadn't had that CMC fumble. And now, of course, the important point: um, your soon-to-be-born child is now going to be a 49er fan. We didn't have to talk about it. We didn't have to. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. By the way, everybody at work was so impressed with that bet. Like they're like, dude, that that's some balls right there. Like that that's how you. You bet on your team. Yeah. You know, so. And, yep. So he's a 49er fan. That's yep. just the way it's going to be. And you know what? I'd rather him be a winner. So. 
<laughs> and on it, that note, it, it was funny though, though, you know, because I had like we're walking out of the stadium, and like 49er fans left at basically the same time Cowboys fans did, you know, with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter or something like that on a Dak interception. There was like it was a long Dak interception. Most of us didn't even stay for the last two touchdowns, nice. or last one touchdown, I think it was. Um, you just heard it. We we heard it as we were walking out of the stadium, and I had some uh, some Forty ers fan, you know, talking something to me, and being, and then I said something back to him, and then, uh, and he was like, "How many championships do you have?" And I was like, "Man, this is why you can't argue with with people in, in, <laughs> in like in public and stuff like that, because like he's he's all juiced up, but he doesn't know jack about his team, so I'm gonna like, you know, I'm just gonna say something to him, and it's gonna go nowhere." But, yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, long you know, the uh, public service announcement about that is just you know, take your lumps and go home. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, uh, I probably have to revisit this just because I, I said Dak Prescott wasn't that guy. You know what I mean? He just not he 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 can't come from behind when his team starts losing. Like he can't he doesn't respond to any type of pressure. And and doing it doing it before doesn't mean like you're the man who can do it. Like I mean, I'm sure once or twice he's done it in the past. Um, but ever since his injury, he just hasn't really been yeah, like, he's, that guy. Yeah, he, because he, he doesn't make those same types of plays anymore. <clears throat> um, he's just uh, – it's funny because, you know, um, Amari called him the Black Kirk Cousins. And, <laughs> I mean, how do you, <laughs> and he is. And he, he basically is because he <laughs> makes the same silly mistakes. And, he's, and, you know, there's times where he'll go out and the game plan's set up and things work out properly and he just looks like a – you know, an elite quarterback, and Kirk Cousins does the same things from time to time. From time to time, he goes out and he goes like twenty-five for thirty for four touchdowns and three hundred some yards. You're like, see, we knew he could do it. <laughs> so as far as the Rams go, I mean, I learned some a valuable lesson, and I almost did it again this week. Was not to ever bet on your own team. Like, just don't do it. Like, you put your emotion in there a little bit, and it kind of collide. And I did, I did put some money on the Rams last week, and that, that bit me. And I almost did it again this week, and I was like, you know what? This week's I'm a safer gonna, week, though. Yeah, I, I know. It's a better <laughs> week to do it this it, week. It is, but I was like, you know what? Not, just not gonna do it anymore. So I went ahead and picked uh, some other teams, but. Um, I, I feel like I, I, before last week when I was, and I said that, uh, this game was going to be their deciding, that's their testament to whether or not they're going to make the playoffs this season. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to retract that because after watching Philly play, after watching Philly play, um, that tush push they have the, whatever they Hold call it. Okay. So, uh, real quick. I just like, I got, I got before I forget, <laughs> I hated it, right? I've hated it because the, I I hate that name. And then I saw somebody calling it the Brotherly Shove. Yeah. There you go. That that one too. I'm I, I'm okay. You know what? We can keep it now. <laughs> so <laughs> it just needed a good name. The bro, the Brotherly not, not Shove. The that was that was the one I was trying to remember to say. Like, what was it called? They called it two different things. You can call push it the Brotherly, brotherly shove, shove. It can stay. If you yeah. want to call it the Tush Push, it's got to go. But when you're watching it happen in real time, and you're you know, I, I, I pay attention very closely to what the Rams are doing and, and um, a little bit of more closely to the 49ers, too, just because they're like the rivalry team. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're stealing possessions with that. Like, it's not just a 
yeah. you know, quarterbacks, they're like literally stealing possessions, staying on the field longer, mm-hmm. making the defense more tired. Like, yes. Um, yeah. Their offense isn't set up to just like get chunk plays and first downs. It's set to get, get to third and two. Yeah. Because that third and two, they'll go for it on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm-hmm. if you've watched the Eagles play over the last three years, that's what their offense does. So I, I think they're going to need a, uh, their loss is going to come from a team that's preventing them to get to third and two. You, you know what I mean? The, so, uh, the anytime on, they turn the ESPN, ball over, that's what, that's Rex that Ryan. case. I'm sorry. Did you see the thing on ESPN with Rex Ryan about how to stop the, the, the no. push? Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. It's watching old guys get down like defensive linemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen a few of those types of types of clips, but I mean, nobody's, nobody's been able to so, stop that. Okay, to me, thing, so. it's well, uh, the way the rules are set up. It's really hard to do it. Like if a defensive player was a, was still able to jump over the top, because you used to be able to do that. You used to be able to just like dive over the the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and meet people in the backfield, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. In fact, like a guy, uh, they called a. I can't remember what game it was in, but I saw a guy just make such an athletic play, jump, like literally leap leap over an offensive lineman. And uh, he missed the block, and they made the kick, and uh, they called uh, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on him for jumping over the offensive lineman. Hmm. Hey, sorry, sir. Too athletic. (laughs) Going to get somebody hurt. (laughs) But back to the brotherly shove, I mean, like, it's unstoppable for Philly. But I've I've seen so many other teams try it, and it's, like, somewhat successful. It's because Philly has... The, the offensive line that they do so good for them right. like right. why are we talking about uh, outlawing this play when it's like it's only this one team that's unstoppable and, doing it and that's kind of why i said what i said is like as annoying as the play is is like we've had the quarterback sneak you know for forever yeah. so if you want to and that's why i think i said this in the in our group chat this week um it's going to be goodbye to the wishbone offense because i think the only way that you actually solve it is just formationally like you limit the, the the types of formations. Like maybe the like maybe the eye formation's gone too. Because like when was the last time? I, you know how often does a a a quarterback have two running backs line line up behind him anymore? That never happens. You yeah. never have the eye formation anymore. I and so know. I hope it, they don't do that. But so it's people. Um, I, I I don't know. I, um, I honestly I, I don't really care that much. Like, stop them on first and second down. Don't let them get to third right. and one. Don't let them get to fourth and one. Yeah, that's you what know? they're going to have to do. Uh, yeah, it's it, to me, it's like the... <clears throat> so let's get to the game. I, I, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't like... I don't like it when we, we figure out that somebody's figured out some sort of competitive advantage, and then we try and legislate against that. Right. I like, agree. As long as they're staying within the rules, yeah. Like, like if everybody was doing it, it was inst- unstoppable for trying, everybody. Uh, yeah. Then exactly. cool. Then yeah, exactly. we need to outlaw. That's, that's a good But it's point. just the only only this yeah. team's unstoppable. This hey, team with an them. elite offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Then hey, go get an elite off- offensive line. You know. Steeler guys. All right. <clears throat> so first up, we have San Francisco 49ers versus the Cleveland Browns. Right now, San Francisco's at minus nine and a half. The over unders at thirty six. Money lines at four seventy plus three sixty. If you're betting on the Cleveland Browns, and Kyle Shanahan is one and eight against Jim Schwartz coach teams. 
And, and that's a thing. Um, the, I, I do expect the Cleveland defense to have some success against the Niners, or at least more success than most defenses have had. I expect it to be a lower scoring game than people might exactly. think. Well, which is why the, the over-under is, what, 37? And unless the 49ers defense scores today, I mean, which what? is possible because right. they're going to be – who's out there? It's uh, – P.J. Walker? Yeah, exactly. P.J. Walker got picked up off the street mm -hmm. and and told to start because apparently they believe <laughs> yeah. that much more in him than than. Uh, I don't even DCR. remember his name, but yeah, he's I, well, awful. He's a fourth-round rookie, and yeah, he's a fourth-round rookie. Yeah, it so. <laughs> says it all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if they actually had um, their quarterback in there, I, I would think that the Browns Watson, had a yeah, decent I agree. chance. I agree. Um, I'd like to pick him today if they had Watson. Right, yeah. but... Now, as it is, uh, I'm you know Niners. What are do we make of that? By the way, because hmm? apparently Watson was cleared to, cleared to play last week. Well, and now they're talking that like he might be out for a little while. So I, I don't know what's so going he, yeah, on there. It's There's... getting weird. It start, is, is it is we getting in like a Kawhi situation from the NBA, like where the, the I don't know if you know that much about that. No. But yeah, a few years ago when he was still with the Spurs, um, he he was medically cleared by the team to play. But he wouldn't play, and uh, he he had gotten another opinion on his injury, and mm -hmm. had a different opinion of of what was going on, and so he got into like this this big dispute with the team, and it went on for a long time. And he ended up now playing for the team again, uh, and getting traded. Anyway, so it's it's that's that was my first thought was like, what's going on here? Like that typically doesn't happen. You tip like typically players are trying to play before the team clears right. them. So if a team clears them and the player doesn't want to play, there's like usually something else Something's going on. Going yeah, on. no, I agree. I'm so, worried. You so know it's weird. Mean? Yeah, if you're yeah. a Watson owner. And for me, like in Dynasty, uh, I had invested in Amari Cooper, you know, yeah, and that was like too, yeah. that was uh, one of my big steals, you know. And now I'm playing Zay Flowers over Amari Cooper. I had to bring him up off of my taxi squad, which upsets me. <laughs> um, so... Uh, anyway, uh, the 49ers should still win this game going away. Right. Just temper your expectations for, you know, their studs. Agreed. Um, yeah, hard to sit any sit any of them, but, uh, yeah, don't expect that big day. And then Cleveland, is there anybody you're playing? I don't think. I'm, I'm, I, so I got Ford Cooper, I'm sitting too. him. Like, just because of volume and the way that the running back position is in fantasy football you'd like to play be able to play jerome ford but i wouldn't even do that because no. he was iffy all week um i really think the browns were just like trying to you know scoot by this game we'll just take an l this week yeah and <laughs> and they will so <laughs> and they will all right yeah that was quick and easy next well, who'd you guys? You were all going Niners, <laughs> then, right? Would you pick? <laughs> so next up, we got Carolina Panthers versus Miami Dolphins. Carolina Panthers plus fourteen and a half, uh, forty-seven and a half is over under plus seven fifty if you're betting on the Panthers, and minus twelve hundred if you're betting on Miami. So the most important things to talk about here are just the injuries. Like we lost Devon Chan to IR for four weeks. Yeah. Um, at least four weeks. Can They're you check real 11, quick but... on Teron Armstead, the left tackle for the, for the Dolphins? He's been in and out of the lineup, and uh, whether he plays or not is a big deal for the Dolphins. It just it's it, it always is. It's it's crazy, but anyway. Um, and then on the other side, Miles Sanders um, picking up injuries week after week after week. Apparently, he's got a shoulder injury right now, and uh, he's another person that we need to get a nine o'clock update on. 
because if he's not going to play, Chuba Hubbard could be pretty decent today. Could be. I'm. I mean, I'm not excited about anybody from the Carolina side except for Adam Thielen. Oh, what's the lineman's name again? Oh, I almost picked him up. Teron Armstead. Um, and then on uh, the Dolphin side, you know, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver number one, just doing it, <clears throat> and he's going to keep doing it today. And I don't think there's too much to talk about because I can't believe anybody <laughs> would pick the Panthers over the Dolphins today. Uh, nothing definitive yet, but uh, trending to no. Trending not, to, so not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so again, no, no HN, no Armstead. Um, Jeff Wilson's not going to play today. Right. So if you're somebody who picked him up, like you want to drop him real quick. Um, or put him on your IR. You know? I was going to say, just yeah. leave him in IR. Yeah, I don't. Well, this guy to my right is more excited about Jeff Wilson uh, than I am. I I think they actually like Ahmed better. Um, he hmm. and he fits their scheme because he's another he's another fast guy. Um, so I'll agree with that. But they just they tend to love Jeff Wilson. I mean, if so you know, this is do. completely going I, by I, last year and how they kept working him in. Every it, time I thought they were going to phase him out, so they kept working him in. I was the, like, well, they like this. Here's guy. the thing about last year, though. Last year was the first year of you know their their new offense, mm-hmm. getting everything together. It's really important to have glue guys like Jeff Wilson yeah. who, who can you know tell the the guys down the line exactly how they're supposed to be doing things, and I think. And just based on the fact that they kept Ahmed from last year to this year, they kept him as a fourth running back, and they keep giving him the ball every time he's active, I think they want him to be a part of the offense. I think he's just going to be a bigger part of the offense than Jeff Wilson is because I think he fits what they want to do more. And also, based on um, last year when they were down receivers, those – you know, middling guys that we talked about um, a couple weeks ago that we were wrong about with uh, Berrios and Craycraft, uh, or and even their tight ends, uh, Smythe. We just assumed that those guys would pick up more targets. No, they put the ball in the hands of their speed guys because that's what they want to do. It's and that's when Achan blew up was when Waddle missed the game, mm-hmm. and we just expected when Waddle missed the game, the ball was going to find you know find the hands of more pass catchers. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to put the ball in, into the hands of their most explosive players. And so that's what I think they're going to do. I think Ahmed is going to have a big day today. Okay. And not Mostert? I mean, you just... Both. 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 Have, oh, yeah. yeah both. I just want to make sure that's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to... Like, the, the Dolphins could still... Like, they could still score 40 today. Like, their their team is just so fast. And their scheme is just... Right now, they're they're catching the league off guard right now. Because like, if you're watching some of their plays, they're not even blocking guys. Like their guys are so fast, they're just they're putting them in motion, and they're getting guys into position where you don't have to block certain guys on on the defensive line on the edge. And so it's it's and it it works on the most elite defenses too because they did yeah. it to Buffalo. Uh, there was a play where I think it was uh, who's the the outstanding outside linebacker for Buffalo Edmonds. Uh, they they didn't block him, and Achan right around the edge, ten yard touchdown. Just didn't block him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good scheme. It, yeah, when you've got guys like that. So, and it only and, and it's not going to work with Jeff Wilson. Okay, you, all right. Well, we shall see on that then. Um, and uh, just throwing it out there, we, we are trying to monitor the weather here. Um, this is one of those games. It's not that big a deal. There is a good wind yeah. at 13 miles an hour, 
but uh, no rain, no nothing else. Um, and usually that cutoff line for um, when you start to really worry about the weather is about 15 miles an hour. So this is approaching that. And also that, the, the dolphins so not don't nothing, throw but... the ball deep, really. They, there's, Tua does not throw the ball very deep. And then on the Carolina side, who are we starting? Thielen, you got to. Old man Thielen, you got to start. You have you have Thielen, to start Adam. Thielen. Probably Hubbard and move and on. He, and and everywhere too, because he's even on DraftKings, he's still sub six thousand. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Because, but who are the who else are they going to throw the ball to? And, and I mean, you're going to start Hubbard because he's going to get the work, but you're not going to be very excited about it, what he might do, um, because the offense is, just has not looked good under Bryce Young. It looked a little better um, last week, but still, just not great. I mean. I say it looked a little better because they scored points, but that was a lot of that was garbage time. What you need in? Oh, uh, forgot to say hello to Busy. What's up, brother? What's up, dude? And uh, also, is he picking the Panthers? Do you have that right? Do I have that right? Um, no, he's not. He's, okay. he's not picking the Panthers. No, he's, oh, no, he's picking the. Oh, I, he's picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was looking at your screen over no, here. No, I was like, absolutely. dude, that's ballsy. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a fun game. All right. Minnesota Vikings versus Chicago Bears. Uh, Minnesota Vikings is minus three. The over under is at forty four and a half, and the money line's at minus one sixty six. Plus 140 if you're betting on the Bears. And Vikings fans, this is for you. <laughs> That's funny. I, I was looking for the red alert button on there because... Uh, what are you talking about? The game's over. Well, I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> hmm? No, I, I'm saying this is a weather game right here. This oh, is, that. Okay. This is... Um, it's going to... Or a slight chance of rain showers. So it looks like a 27% so game... chance of rain. But 19 mile an hour winds. Um, this is red alert area. So here, like, check this out. So mm -hmm. this game sets up as a fantasy bonanza. However, <laughs> could be a little sus. <laughs> Got it, Chick. Gotcha. I like uh, it. Because of the because of the weather, and that's a lot of people are on Kirk Cousins this week. And these yeah. are the games where they're the like the Vikings go to Chicago, and their offense just doesn't play well. In games that they've played without Adrian Peterson, <laughs> right. yeah, and, and I'm, this has to be a Madison game for them, and That's Madison has not been that kind of runner yet. So this is a big test for him. And the Bears' um, defense I'm definitely are a defense playing to run on. Uh, so the the Vikings, um, they've been feeding the ball to Madison more the last couple of weeks um, with the injury to Justin Jefferson and. Uh, sorry again, Vikings fans, but like he might not come back this year. Yeah. Like, if you know, reading all the tea leaves and stuff, like he might not come back this year. So uh, they feel, might just shut him and, down. And, and, oh, I, so I got to say this real quick. It's so crazy how like fantasy football. A lot of it is luck, right? A mm -hmm. lot of it is luck. Three days, I think it was before the you know the game happened, and he got injured, and you know, um, in my dynasty league. He got traded. <laughs> cool, cool. From one contending team to another contending team, a team that wasn't expecting to be contending. And he got traded for T. Higgins and two first round picks. Wow. <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. So, you know, better lucky than good, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and on the other side, it feels real bad. Yeah. Feels real Until bad. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
uh, be careful when you're trading. You know, you got to be careful. Absolutely. That's, for me, so for me, like when uh, contending, I don't want to make moves like that. I don't want to make a move uh, where I'm like a contending team and I'm like, okay, we're gonna go all in. We're gonna th- we're gonna throw away some of our future first round picks and like multiple first round picks. Right. Like, um, I, like I uh, and, and I did it in um, one league and and I'm gonna like talk about that right now because one one of the things was like um, he the when I traded the two first round picks in the other dynasty, he specifically asked me how do I get your other first round pick? And when I uh, told him how, I just didn't assume that I'd be able to get the guy. Hmm. So, cause I got Spears back in that deal. Uh, and like, he was a second round pick in rookie picks or rec- rookie drafts, which kind of like keeps his value a little down. But if you've been watching the games uh, and seeing the snap, the, you know, how they're using him, right. like, he definitely should have been a first round pick. Anyway, um, I think you want to keep it to like trading for guys like Raheem Mostert. Guys that are just having, like, you expect that they're going to, they're probably not going to do this again next year. So the person that you're buying them from, probably not, you know, really trying too hard to right. hold on to them. Anyway, uh, we kind of digressed a little bit. Um, Never. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're talking about Justin Jefferson. So they're like, it's, it's not just, uh, the, in redraft, obviously it's devastating. But the implications are probably more, you know, far-reaching and dynasty. Well, let's talk about the the more uh, immediate, immediate impact. Oh uh, yeah, KJ Osborne. I mean, and for this game, I think Madison. Uh, Madison. I, for this game, I think it's got to be Madison and mm-hmm. Hawkinson, especially yep. because of the weather. Um, but I also just over the stretch of it, I expect um, the most impact to be felt by Madison. Um, like I think think they have to get their screen game going that was we talked about this before Justin jefferson got hurt like what i thought their offense was missing was the ability to dump the ball off to the running back and have the running back just do something special because cook did that for years you know and even last year when he wasn't at his best and it's like cook may not be at his best now in new york but i bet i mean i'm i find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be outperforming uh, Alexander Madison right now in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know. He, he looks pretty bad, but he, but he knows the offense and he knows what to do. Right, and like he's comfortable with all of the guys. Like and, and in the it's, right it's place, got, the right it, time. And, and just like it's got to be a big deal for like uh, you're catching a screen pass, you know, and you're off the offensive lineman that you're working with. After working with them for so long, you know exactly where they're going to go. You know their tendencies. Who's going to get blocked? Who's not going to get blocked? Who you have to make miss? And that's got to be a big deal when you're trying to run downfield. On the other side, uh, I think this sets up to be a monster game for Justin Fields. I think so, too. Uh, And, man, I I have trouble buying into the DJ Moore hype because he burned me so bad for two years you know mm-hmm. i was in two years ago i was in last year and he just I, and i sold him for two second round picks in uh in the off season in, in dynasty and that looks bad right now uh and i help me am like should, should is it going to continue um maybe no uh, dj Moore to me he's always been like the, one of those hit or miss guys. He, he's he shows a ton of promise, but doesn't always you know get out there on the field and show it from week to week. He'll show flashes as you know as, as always. So would he is he somebody that I would want on my team? And I'm starting as my wide receiver three ish for sure. You're not higher than that on him yet. 
no. Okay, interesting. Okay, see? That's... Okay. He's, again, burned me too many times where I'm just like, I kind of feel like I know who this player is, and so... Uh, I, I kind of want to believe that the offense is blooming a little bit and that they're letting because based on the way that um, Fields has been getting them ball, getting him the ball and it's not just not just little screens and little hitches and slants and stuff like that there. He's actually throwing the ball 20 yards downfield and Fields is really good at that. He's really accurate in the middle parts of the field for the 15 to 25 yard throws. He's because he throws very hard and he's accurate. Um, if he's going to keep but, doing what they like. The last two weeks, the way that they've done it um, is repeatable to me. And it's just a question of whether or not the offense is going to continue to, you know, the play caller is going to continue to allow Justin Fields to do it. And I kind of want to believe that that's going to happen. Well, but for this week, we need to concentrate more on the running backs. Uh, Who's who's going to be running the ball this week besides Justin Fields? um, Dante Foreman. And, oh, yeah, apparently we've all been pronouncing his name wrong. It, it's, it's it's Dante Foreman. It's not Deontay. Mm. Yeah. We should learn that earlier in his career because now we don't care. We don't. <laughs> you're right, dude. You're 28 now. We don't care. You're, De- right. you're Deontay Foreman. <laughs> You've been I'm, named. Yes. <laughs> You've been, um, yeah, okay. Right, so Foreman, uh, you think has a decent game today? Um. I don't know. I'm not his biggest fan. I, I'm not. Um. He's, I, he's powerful. And, I thought uh, he was successful in Carolina him. because they had a really good year offense. Like Their offensive line had a really excellent year last year. Yes, Every Carolina running back was successful. Um, so I don't think he's going to be that successful today. Um, I w- if I was starting Bears players, it would just be Justin Fields and DJ Moore. And Cole Komet. I'd start, I would still start Komet. And, and honestly, DJ Moore in this weather, I'd be looking to bench him if I could. You I, know what yeah, I, mean? I can't. I don't think you can. Yeah, you're, there's, you're probably right. You're in a position where you have to, but uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, based on, you know, um, what he's been doing this season, you know, like, and he only has, I think, he has one down game, and even like his worst game is still like seven points or something like that. Um, I don't think you can get away from him. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Fair Brian, enough. So yeah. So who are we picking? Uh. <laughs> uh I'm going to take the Bears at home. <laughs> you always take my surprise picks away from me, man. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears. <clears throat> yeah, that, that one feels bad. Yeah. Well, and honestly, this is a weather game to me. If it wasn't, if the weather wasn't like this, I'd be taking the Vikings. But I don't think the Vikings' the weather, offense is going to work. And then also, work. Kirk Cousins doesn't have his guy yeah. you know, to save him. And absolutely. Yeah. First week without and his I mean, guy, uh, it's and this kind of weather. and Yep. Yeah. Uh, people are wondering whether or not uh, this is going to be a boost for Jordan Addison um, f- for his fantasy numbers. And I think, yes. In the future, yeah. Well, I mean, I, what I mean a boost is in like, yeah, he's going to get a boost, but it's going to be like four or five targets a game, I think. Because they seem to like the this guy, Brandon Powell. I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with him. My, un- my uncle picked him up. Anytime my uncle <laughs> picks up a Vikings player, I have to look into it a little further, you know. Gotcha. And he got six targets after Justin Jefferson left the game last week. So uh, he could be the guy and not um, K.J. Osborne. Gotcha. Which would be frustrating to, you know, Osborne managers, guys that, you know, bought into the wow. last six weeks of last season and invested in him in Dynasty like this guy. 
honestly, like as far as redraft this year, I'm probably OUT on all the Vikings receivers at this point now. I would I mean, say that. we'll have to see. We'll have to see if one the, proves. The I mean, the, I'll be watching. But the right Vikings, now, I'm like not invested. The Vikings th- throw the ball more than anybody in the NFL. So, and if Justin Jefferson isn't going to be there hogging all the targets, I feel the exact opposite of what you just said, with the exception of times like today where the weather is super bad and you and they they traditionally don't yeah. play very well offensively in that building. Like that's why I'm out on them, them today. But you might want to pick up both Osborne. And Powell, like you know, for the next and see stretch. which of the two pans out. That's it what I'm might, saying. Like maybe one pans out, and he Justin I don't know. Jefferson gets so many targets that like it, they have to go somewhere. They're gonna go somewhere. They're not gonna just like r- start running the ball thirty right. times a game. I promise you, that's not gonna happen. They don't All have right. the offensive line to do it. They just don't. Next All up, right, moving on. <clears throat> next up, we have. Uh, oh, let me hide that real quick. Uh, Seattle Seahawks versus the Bengals. Seahawks plus three, over under at 45 and a half. Plus 30 is the money line. Minus 155, you're betting on the Bengals. All right. Um, and just since the, the weather has been the theme here, um, that one's got a slight chance of rain, uh, not, not too high, and then 10-mile-an-hour winds. So there is weather, but uh, this one shouldn't affect play too much. Um, the Bengals should have T. Higgins back today, right? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. So, yeah, you can go ahead and sit Trenton Irwin back down. Anybody who got excited about his 11 targets last week, whatever it was. I think it was 10 targets. Um, we'll know for sure in about 15 minutes, by the way. Jamar Chase should have another monster game. I think that's just going to continue. I, don't think, I think the, the Bengals are another team that throws the ball a lot, and I think they're going to keep throwing the ball a lot. And it's because their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't have the offensive line to run the ball. And it's it's uh, kind of sucks because if you've watched Joe Mixon, he looks fresh. Really? Yeah. Mixon is one of those players that's just never impressed me. He's never been exactly. Exactly. But if you like um watching the game and now it was Arizona, but I've seen I saw him play well against Tennessee too. Um making guys miss downfield. Like actually putting his foot in the ground. And shifting and making guys miss, and it's something that you've just not gotten, you know, used to Joe Mixon doing. He's a right. lower the shoulder guy because he's a bigger running back. But no, he looks really good. He looks fast. There's just no holes, and their offensive line, um, like like we said, it's just not good enough to to be a running offensive line. Um, this is a, a, a game that's tough to pick. Um, I think uh, fantasy football wise. Uh, just don't be scared of anything. Just start your guys. Seems like there's going to be a lot of points to be had um, here. We're still not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're still not there with uh, JSN on the Seattle side. Um, people are getting excited about Zach Charbonnet, and I like Zach Charbonnet a lot. I was really high on him going into the draft season. Um, but I, we've talked about this. Ken Walker is just um, another level of, Lighten ex- it up. of explosive. Like He doesn't have the power that Charbonnet has. Um, but he does have the pass catching ability. Yeah, like that was over. That was way overblown. Uh, the Seahawks, yeah. you know, bringing Charbonnet in t- because he can't, you know, handle the pass catching. I think it's more like he's that Charbonnet's a bigger back and can handle like blo- more blocking responsibilities. But um, 
Anyway, uh, Charbonnet is going to get touches, but Walker's the man uh, and just move forward until you see otherwise. They're coming off a bye, so they should be fresh. Uh, Lockett should be good to go. You know, DK has been having a great season quietly. Um, yeah, start them all. Um, I, I like Gino today. I don't. Uh, I like Gino a lot today, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Next up, <clears throat> wait, oh, we, who we, we all picking? Pick? Uh, this is this is a tough game. This is a tough game. <laughs> I don't um, know. I'm going to take Seattle coming off the bye. All right, I'm going to take Cincy at home. Oh, Brian's got his first lone wolf. For the I just oh, I, I feel I, bad I, on. Cincy. I like Seattle. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Your lone wolf. I know. Divi- divisional division. foe. Ugh. Well, who we got next? Okay, I'll be right back. I'm gonna get some coffee. Yeah. Okay. It's right here. Oh, never mind. That's why we're trying to hand. I'm it gonna to stay you. right we, here. We tried to offer it to you, brother. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have uh, Indiana Colts. Yeah, that's what's next up. Indiana Colts versus the Jaguars. Plus four for the Colts. Over-unders at 44. Plus 164 if you're betting on the Colts. And minus 198 if you're betting on the Jags. All right. Sorry, I'm looking up the weather real quick because that is the theme of the day. So... um, we talked about this on our way over. There it is. Um, Anthony Richardson is now looking at season-ending in- surgery yes. for his shoulder injury. Uh, they're talking about the possibility. They're sorry, strongly considering the possibility so, at this point. The most actionable thing about that is Colts receivers. Colts receivers are going to go up with, Car- with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew knows this offense. Um, it's Shane Steichen. They work together in Philadelphia. Uh, when Gardner started in Philly, they lit up the, sco- the scoreboard. Um, I think Gardner Minshew and Jar- Josh Downs are going to have a great fantasy season the rest of the way if, if that's what happens. Um, Michael Pittman will have a better year, too, because of it. Okay. Like, I think, uh, like, Colts Hot. receivers, period. And, and also Jonathan Taylor to the moon. <laughs> And so, so uh, yeah, it, it's a good time to uh, to pick up those cheap players. These 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 are players that you can get a hold of that um, now have a, a, a uptick for the rest of the season. So and definitely uh, hold on to Zach Moss. Okay, I would and, not, and I would not just uh, just because he's gonna he's earned touches in this offense, even with uh, Taylor. It looks back. like it. Yeah, yeah, they seem to like him. Yeah, I, and and the Shane. So again, this Shane Steichen. Philly offense likes to use multiple, multiple backs yeah. and they like to run the football a lot. So um, they, they just play fast. I think this, I, I think Gardner Minshew, uh, like Anthony Richardson is a fantasy superstar. So that is, that sucks that, mm-hmm. that he's, he's gone, but I think the Colts overall could score more points and just overall could be a more valuable, like uh fantasy, you know, uh, fantasy team mm-hmm. um, going forward because of what happens. Yeah, for this just year, for this year. Yeah, for, for, for this year, year it makes it more interesting. Yeah, like, I agree. In the uh, future, just throwing the weather out there, guys, real quick. Um, it is clear, no no worries about rain, but uh, thirteen mile an hour winds, which isn't hitting that fifteen mark, but uh, it's really close. So, um, you know, might might affect the passing game a little bit. And. Um, so on the, we talked about the Colts on the other side. Jacksonville, uh, Travis Etienne. Has been looking great. Has been looking great. Um, there's not a split there between him and Tank, at least not yet. Uh, right. And, and the, the big question is <laughs> Ridley or, or uh, do you want to go with Captain Kirk? Now, man? this is a rematch 
from week one. So if we're basing it off week one, it should be Ridley today. Because uh, this was the game that, that, like, right out of the box happened and was like, oh, Ridley's the guy. Is Kirk droppable? Yeah. <laughs> and and then we've seen, you know, play out in the, the weeks since then that Kirk is absolutely not droppable. It's more a question of who are they going to target more. And um, Who's the game plan for? Yeah. Who's, yeah. So I think the game plan is going to be first and foremost Travis Etienne. Um, and then uh, the other guys that should play well today are going to be Ingram and uh, Ridley. That would be my expectation be- because there's no Zay Jones again. And so, are you still starting Kirk? Yes, you have to. But you're got to throw that. But out you're there looking back at those yeah. Week One results and going, "This doesn't <laughs> feel good." But you got to do it. You have but, to. But you look at recent weeks and go, "He's looking good. He's playing well." To me, yeah, and he's to getting me, the ball. To me, him and DJ Moore are in the same category. Okay. To me, they're both. Um, you just kind of like close yeah. close your eyes, wide receiver twos, because. Their production is so high that when like when they actually do hit, it's wide receiver one production. Right. Um, but they also have the uh, the ability to be like a poor flex start. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would definitely start Kirk. Uh, I like Lawrence today at home. Um, I kind of I just kind of feel like he's due. He's been playing better. The offense has been looking right. more smooth. They don't, they looked a lot less clunky last week. Uh, a lot more on schedule. Uh, so I think they're just kind of like going to have one of these games that's a boom game here coming up real soon um so if you have if somebody who has trevor lawrence just be patient and uh keep riding him so you guys going jags i am going to go jags i am as well all right so we're all going jags and the next up is washington commanders washington Hmm. i thought that was gonna be a tough one for people to pick i thought we were gonna have uh you know some people on the indie side there but no um yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we we shouldn't have been so fast to just pick Jacksonville, but uh, they've already beaten Jacksonville once, and I don't think Jacksonville is going to let that. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Did they beat? Ja- I'm sorry. Who won game? Who won a week one? I forget. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I think it was the Jags. But I think I, I think you're right. Sure. Actually, I think it, yeah. I think it was Jags. All right. So Washington Commanders versus Atlanta maybe Falcons. Washington plus one and a half over unders forty two. Plus one hundred if you're betting on the Commanders. Plus one twenty or minus one twenty if you're betting on the Falcons. All right, fun one to pick here. This is this is tough. Oh, I have a note on them. Give me a second. What, what do you got? Uh, Desmond Ritter has not lost a start at home. Never lost at home in college either. <laughs> that is true. He only has okay. nine NFL starts, but he's never lost at home. And he right. never. And he while he was at Cincinnati, he never lost at home either. So he just play, he plays well at home. So and who's this? This is the quarterback for the Falcons. Okay. Who actually played well last week he for the first time? He did play really well. He looked confident back there. I mean, he has been awful all year. I, I actually listened uh, to a bit of our podcast last week uh, earlier, and was you absolutely tore apart Ritter last yeah, week? Yeah, I like, did. And I think he was listening. He was pissed <laughs> off because he came out and was he like, played like a di- completely different yeah. quarterback. Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> he really did. So he, he, he came great. out with a, a chip on his shoulder and played great last week. So if he continues that kind of play, I mean, that changes the whole outlook for the Falcons. For Drake um, London. And for Drake London and yes. for Kyle Pitts. And Yeah, Kyle Pitts, uh, it seemed like he's just kind of uh, – we didn't. there's an injury going on with him that doesn't get talked about. He's got some sort of lower leg injury that's really you know, hampered him in hmm. the early part of the season, but he's getting healthier. 
Um, and it seems like he's just kind of getting more and more and more involved in the offense. Um, but if Desmond Ritter is going to throw like he threw last week, then you can really start to get excited about Drake London. And that's, and that's a big you. deal. Yeah, no, and you're right. Because if they can open up Drake London, then B. John Robinson really is able to start to go to work. Yeah. The whole offense could open up, yes. basically. So. And and also, like you, um, you can you can have both tight ends. Like you can play Kyle Pitts and John o. Smith right now. It's crazy. <laughs> but you can't. Uh, try not to. Uh, I, why tight ends horrible? Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play over John o. Smith and Kyle Pitts? Um, me, I tell you, give me give me six names you'd rather play today. Ah, oh, jeez, Andrews, Laporta, um. And we're done. <laughs> See? Kelsey. Uh, and, it's, and after that, yeah. it's a coin flip, you know, and you're just it's just about opportunity. And that's the thing yeah. is both of these guys are getting opportunity. Johnny Smith hasn't had a game less than six targets this year. And, you know, that's what you'll take that at tight end. You tell me my tight end is going to get six targets today. I'm in. Yeah, if you yeah, don't have Kelsey and if you don't have Andrews and now Laporta, like if you don't have one of those three guys. You tell me my tight end is going to get six targets today. I don't care who else you got. I will take my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my chances. All right. All right. <laughs> um, and in so, a dome, so you don't have to worry about the weather uh, this week. This is uh, gonna, Yeah, this is going to be one of the better games to start players in, I think, because it's uh, yeah. these, these teams are going to score today. Yeah. I, I expect them to. So Washington side, you're, sti- you're starting Robinson. He's been looking good. Um, and you're starting McLaurin. He's been looking good. Is there so anybody actually, else that you want to start? The Falcons, well, Logan Thomas as well. So actually the Falcons, that's the one place they've been good is against receivers. Um, so not as excited to start McLaurin or Dotson today as I am to start um, Logan Thomas okay. and Brian Robinson. Okay, so but that means you're even, sitting Dotson and you're, you're playing to, McLaurin. And I'm trying to sit both. Like to me, McLaurin's a wide receiver three flex this week, and I I hope that I have. So I would start Josh yeah. Downs over him. You you probably have to start him, but you're you're looking for options. You probably yes, you probably have to start him. But today, I would rather start Josh Downs. Um, let's see, who else would I rather start today? Um, I'd rather start like Tutu Atwell today against the. Wow, I, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game over there, and I would rather start. He's still, even with cutback. He scored in the red zone. I'm not that low on McLaurin. McLaurin so. is an elite receiver, and so he's he's kind of get what he gets sometimes, and and he can beat coverage that other people can't that can't beat. Uh, he he's going to get his. Um, you know, I I would agree that you know it's not going to be it, it's a bad environment for him to have a great game, but su- sitting him over two two like that's that's a step too far, sir. <laughs> Downs, I'm super confident in, but I would. I'm just saying, I would like depending on exactly what I needed. And from your wide receiver three, you like you want a ceiling more than you want a floor typically. Um, so that's why, because I would have a higher expectation that Tutu would score today than McLaurin. That's that's why. Uh-huh. Um, and picking the game, I'm gonna stick with Desmond Ritter until he loses at home. I was thinking the same thing. <clears throat> what about you, Brian? Brian? <laughs> I think I'm going to take the Commanders. The Durs. Ah, that's a tough one. Next up, 
Saints versus the Houston Texans. Saints are at minus one and a half. Over under is 42. Minus 130 is the money line if you're betting on the Saints, and plus 110 if you're betting on the Texans. Um, that uh, <laughs> Dome game, by the way. So the Texans are going to be without Tank Dell. Yep. Um, and the most uh, interesting thing about that to me today is going to be John Mechie. Um, I th- like he, he's got to get more work if Tank Dell is not going to play today. Uh, so so I'm, done with that guy. So I'm watching that. <laughs> he looks good when he's on the field. He does. He looks good when he's on the field. I know. I know. And I, and, and I mean, I don't know all the circumstances. Like, like I said, I'm probably not dropping him in, in Dynasty this year. I'm, I'm going to wait it out at least until the off season. But um, he, he's my bottom guy right now in one of my Dynasty teams. Too, he's like, <laughs> if I have to cut somebody, he's yeah. the one. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I keep finding like. I have one other spot that I keep playing with, you know. <laughs> gotcha. But I keep picking up somebody who I don't have any more hope than I have in Mechie. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yes. as soon as that person pops up on the waiver wire, he moves right back, right down to that bottom spot. But he's the person I most often go to. Usually, the person I picked up in the other spot is someone who might go do something this week. Uh, so it becomes Mechie becomes the you know the expendable guy seemingly yep. every week. But anyway, um, no Tank Dell today. He should get some targets. Like he has to today has Actually, to be okay. the day that he gets targets um, against a tough Saints defense. Uh, yes, but um, Lattimore is going to be on Nico Collins. True. So that that and that's another. Thank you for bringing that up because Lattimore is going to be on Nico Collins, and that's another reason that I'm a little higher. I'm I'm a little like uh, excited. Is not the right word. <laughs> Expectant, yeah, uh, you know, no, yeah. You I, think? What's uh, intrigued? I'm a little yeah. intrigued about John Mechie today because the way that those things line up, and okay. the fact that the Saints' run defense is so good that the Texans are still going to have to throw the ball. But I think this is going to be a difficult day for C.J. Stroud. I think he throws his first interception today. Mm. That's probably a pretty good prediction there. Um, He's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Saints rolled last week, so are they going to keep doing they that? They did, I mean, but it was such a like strange way. Agreed. You guys saw, saw the video that I sent you? Uh, uh, which one? I saw. I, so there was an interception that happened where it was a great throw by Mac Jones. Um, and the Patriots receiver puts his hands up, uh, catches the ball, seemingly catches the ball, and... He didn't really get hit very hard, but he got, like, you know, grazed on his shoulder or something like that and coughs up the ball. Yeah, yeah. And the Saint, right into the Saints defender's chest. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And uh, and I don't think he scored on that play, but he took the ball back inside the 10. And there were, like, three turnovers that were like that and where it was just like, wow, they're just like, man, like, their deal with the devil is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that's what it felt like. It felt like watching like uh early nineteen nineties, you know, and before New England Patriots. Yeah. Like if you're somebody who's old enough, like you're an old enough football fan, the New England Patriots before Belichick and Brady were a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Like they they put up like you could just 
film, like take shots from the New England Patriots back in the 1980s and do a whole NFL Follies film. <laughs> that's how bad they were. And that's how bad it looked last weekend. It was awful. So bad. And it's two consecutive weeks that they've pulled Mac Jones. Yeah. Because the game is out of hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like, even if the game, like, even if the game is out of hand, it's like, try some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you only get so many opportunities to play against live opponents, you know, and this, and now you don't even get to hit people all week long. So you only get so many opportunities to actually run your plays in live scenarios. Just keep your guys out there. Find something that works. Keep, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so uh, I'm I don't know how in to be on the Saints based on that performance last week. I it's, a, it's okay. like I don't want to put too much into it because to me they didn't do anything spectacular. Um there were a couple of missed deep shots to Chris Olave. Um I don't know if you saw those. Um where he, both of them were end zone shots too. Where Jared Carr just missed him. Mm. So and he scored, but Olave was just like this close to having a DJ Moore like day. Uh and, and so I I think that's coming. We haven't had it yet this year, but the Alave breakout game yeah. well, is coming. And, and you're not you're definitely and, not benching uh, him. And Michael Thomas is no, you know, you're not. steady on the other side. He's <clears throat> and he's gonna get you nine, ten points every week. You know what I mean? And you need that in a number three wide receiver. Yes, he's an I excellent he's, number three wide receiver. Yeah. Because he might score too. And yeah, he's yeah. gonna have he's touchdown a threat weeks. to score. Yeah. Yeah. Um Alvin Kamara, I said this in our group chat. Mm-hmm. Still he still looks awesome still looks awesome like still looks like another level of fast and um has and he's got like he's always been such an interesting combination of speed and power Mm because he has the ability to finish runs you forget that he's like 6'1 and 215 or 220 or something like that he's a big dude um he looks great like now, I'm very excited to have him on my fantasy team. This and, year. and if you've waited to have him, then you know you're you're not benching him for sure. You love having him. You're putting yeah. him in. But the question would be Miller. He he got some extended work last week. Uh, he did. Is he starting to become viable, or is he? Or is that only just in games like that? Only in blowout games. Yeah, like Kamara's too good. Like yeah. they're, and they're not and. Early in the game, it was Camara, 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 well, Camara. But even in Camara's awesome years, you know he'd have they're uh, using Mark a, Ingram. You know what I mean? This is different. This that was Sean Payton. Like mm-hmm. if, you, if you watch last year, like uh, I think his line for this game was like twenty two carries for eighty some odd yards, and that's against Which the Patriots defense. Is, well, that's what he did last year too. Yeah, and people were frustrated because he wasn't successful while they were just giving the ball 20 times, you know, it was like, but he had a lot. If you look back at his numbers last year, he had a lot of games with 20 carries. Hmm. Um, this is a different offense and that's what, and they don't, they don't seem to trust the other guys. Now, Jamal Williams is coming back. I'd be more worried about Jamal Williams cutting into his time than Kendra Miller. Um, gotcha. and, uh, they seemed, but they do seem to like him, um, pass catching. I think he caught four mm-hmm. balls against the Patriots, and he took one of them like thirty yards or something like that. But I, I haven't seen him do anything like special yet. So, asking for a friend, if you were like truly desperate, and uh, you're you're filling your last flex spot, I'm not starting Kendra Miller. You've got Kendra Miller, or I, w- I swear to God, I'd rather get if Kendrick Jamal Williams Bourne? is active today. Hmm? If Jamal Williams is active today, I'd rather play Jamal Williams than Kendra Miller. What about Kendrick Bourne? 
Uh, the, who do the Patriots have today? The Raiders? I'd rather play Bourne. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> it's kind of where <laughs> so, I was at. But, I think yeah. this one's going to be a little all over the place. Um, so I'm picking the Saints in this game. I'm picking the Saints. Yeah. What? Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not going to be all over the place. Um, Derek Carr looks fine, by the way. Yeah. A- anybody who's worried about him, he looks fine. I got a question for you guys. I, I got this question um, at work. Um, this person had two quarterbacks to pick from. He had um, he had uh, uh, Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and he had um, fuck, I can't remember the other guy. Um, damn, maybe that maybe I can't bring it up because I can't remember who the other quarterback was. <laughs> but he had Lamar Jackson. He had one other guy, and then he had Jared Goff. And I was and Jer- well, Jared Goff was on the waiver wire, and I was like, "You need to pull Jared Goff and play him over or this over, week." Yeah, over. Uh, I wouldn't do that this week. Lamar Jackson. So that that's the advice I gave him. And he was projected like thirty four uh, picks. Jackson's already thrown a pick, so I think I was right about that. <laughs> thirty four points. Uh, Jared Goff was projected over thirty points, and Jared Goff has consistently been getting thirty points every game. Um, so I threw that out there, and I think he at home. He does that at home. He, I, he, I think his game log has him over thirty points per game this year. He has been better this year. He, he's one of those that on the road you're kind of like, oh, maybe I can start him, but at home you're like, put him in, you know. So we'll see when he's on the road, it's usually easier to find a better start. But uh, yeah, so like at Green Bay in Week Four, he finished with fourteen PP, fourteen points and six point. Um, at Kansas City in week one, he finished with 16. Oh, and then okay. at home against Seattle, 29. Against Atlanta, 21. Home against Carolina, 33. Huh. So, yeah. You I don't know what I was looking at. Like then. He is the, the, the consummate start him at home, sit him on the road quarterback. Like, if you've got middling quarterbacks, you know what I mean? He's like, when Jared Goff's at home, you just start him. And then when he's not at home, you like you see if there's a better start. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Next, so uh, I would have started Lamar Jackson. In, in the next, scenario, oh, by the way. I don't know how good Lamar's I, doing right I'm now. not starting anybody over Lamar. Lamar had that game, the down game against the Steelers, and if anybody wanted to sell him, sell him to me. <laughs> next up, we have uh, the Patriots versus the Raiders. Patriots are plus three, over under is 41 and a half. Money lines at plus 130, minus 155 if you're betting on the Raiders. Did you guys see the Monday night game? Uh, yeah, most I, of watched, I liked yeah. it. I th- I thought it was a good game. Did you did you find that game to be enjoyable? Because like game people, was it? people were talking down about that game, like it wasn't a very good game. I thought it was a a well played game on both sides. Uh, because there wasn't was, a, uh, again. Who was it? Was it, it was Green Bay, Green Bay, and, and Las Vegas. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, um, it it wasn't a high scoring game, and Josh McDaniels had a bit of a gaffe at the end, but that's really just like a modern times gaff i guess but when you've got like to me when you've your kicker's the all pro you know mm-hmm. and they have the all pro highest paid kicker in the league you send him out there to kick a field goal when it's within 55 yards yeah. so like i didn't have a problem with that call at all i had a problem a little bit with their uh, the offense that they were running leading into that call but um that because that's me though i like to be i, I like i like to stay aggressive I don't. I don't. I never like to come out and go. We're just going to run three times. That's. I'll never do that. <laughs> but there are times when you need to do that. No, they're not. 
<laughs> if you want to lose, <laughs> there's never a time to do that, dude. There's never a time. There's a time when you go out there and you kneel three times. But if you're going to, like, if your option is not to kneel three times, you need to be attacking your opponent. Uh-huh. Ravens just got to pick. You. Yeah. I'm playing my defense, Ravens defense against you, and they just got to pick. I'm like, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. You got that Christian McCaffrey, though. I'm sure he'll pull freaking monster. He didn't game. last Let's week. Hope. Let's hope. So, so we're all going Raiders, or one of you guys picking Patriots? Oh, God. Do I have to pick a team here? Yuck. I just um, don't trust Bill Belichick anymore, not at this point. And, yeah, I know, right? It's uh, the, and this is one of those games where traditionally it's he's it's a Bill it's Bill Belichick versus a Bill Belichick disciple, and he destroys them historically. Like it's it's not, not close. I want to say it's like Belichick has almost forty wins and they've got sub ten. Hmm. I'm still going so, Raiders. Um, I don't trust them this year. Uh, yeah, I know. It's but that is a good point. No, it's their offense. It's the Patriots' offense. Like their defense, even with the even sustaining injuries, they were keeping them in the game against the Saints, right. and they just got their back broken by the offense over and over and over again. So I can't pick them either. I'm gonna <sighs> take the Raiders at home again. Uh, picking the Raiders, Raiders just feels bad. I kind of like it. Really? <laughs> Are you gonna go Patriots then? No, I'm gonna go Raiders. <laughs> Oh, well, next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Jets. Philadelphia is minus seven. Uh, over-unders at 42.5, minus 298 if you're betting on the Eagles, and plus 240 if you're betting on the Jets. You might want to pick the Eagles and swallow the points on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely taking the Eagles here. Um, Jets, I mean, Zach Wilson played a little bit better last week, you know. He uh, has played better every single week. Right. And so, that's... Look, are are we starting to get some confidence in him? That's, I'm so excited for Zach. I'm so excited for Zach Wilson. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And, and like, you know what sucks is that, like, he, the only quarterback in the league that gets more criticism than Zach Wilson is Dak. Like, I <laughs> swear, like that's after being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, being a starting quarterback in New York, and crazily, it seems like more for the Jets than the Giants. And maybe it's because like the Jets haven't won in 50 years, mm-hmm. but it's like when you're the quarterback of the Jets, like it's a big deal. There's so much pressure on these guys. They've they've washed out so many quarterbacks and he just like he looks like he's getting more and more confident every week. And I thought like I called um a big game coming from them. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that if their offensive line hadn't made so many mistakes last week, they would have happened. Because they were close, and the offensive line just kept putting them in holes. They kept getting in into first and fifteen, first and right. twenty. They there was a lot, a lot of penalties against the offensive line last week. They really need to clean that up. Um, and that's the only thing that makes me cautious about picking them to win today. And the reason I say that is because the Eagles are actually down Jalen Carter, their mm-hmm. big defensive tackle, okay. um, and their number one cornerback. Darius Slay is not going to play today. And uh, we are, they're already down uh, Vontae Maddox for the season. So um, they don't have anybody to cover Garrett Wilson today. Good. I want Garrett Wilson to actually do something. <laughs> you know what I want? I they want were, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Chris Olave, I said that him and Derek Carr were really close. Garrett Wilson was really close, too. They, they, no. 
they missed a, just really, really, really closely. Missed a couple of big plays, and Garrett Wilson had a drop. What? Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm trying to find this. Uh, <sighs> I want that next-gen stat on all games. <laughs> the, that that overlay. That is fun to watch. I, I, yeah. I'm like, who am I? It just makes it easy to pick out your fantasy players when you're watching it that way. You're like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Like on the there screen. Is, like, yeah. Just, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking <laughs> about uh, on Prime, uh, you you have a choice of how you want to watch the broadcast. And you can watch the next-gen stats version of the broadcast. And it's basically the same. They just put the, the cursors. Or not cursors. They put the, the – it's like watching Madden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I loved it. So I, I've, I've been enjoying it. That's, they that's how I watch like on a, Prime. They should put like those Apple watches on the players so that we can track their vitals too. <laughs> He's exhausted. He's not going to score on this play. That's funny. <laughs> hey, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's um, coming up. You know what I right, mean? Right. So, putting those chips in the pylon so they know exactly when the football crosses, like things like that. They go. Uh, oh, I thought you meant the Apple watches. No, no, no. I, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, XFL yeah. will do that. Well, no, I'm, so, I'm not surprised <laughs> that they'll do that if when that comes in the future along with the chips yeah. and the pylons and chips in the football. Just calibrate them three inches back, three whatever it is, eight inches. You know what I mean? And, and really get an idea of whether or not that ball crosses. But uh, Crazy. Certainly, probably. It surprises like me that they haven't done that one yet. I don't understand why they haven't. Because that's just such a stupid thing to try and like, because the goal line, there's so many bodies in there. Mm-hmm. Like, just use GPS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, agreed. Uh, just throwing it out there real quick. The weather is uh, 12 mile an hour, mile an hour winds, um, but no other weather to speak of. So shouldn't affect things too much. Just a little bit windy. Brotherly shove should be in full effect on that. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And the wind, when, when on, like honestly, with these that? these the <clears throat> these two quarterbacks, the wind's going to affect Jalen Hurts more than it's going to affect Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has a rocket arm. Okay. So next, and we're all going to Eagles. Next up is no, your, no. Ken, go Jets. I'm gonna take all my right. boys. I'm gonna take the Jets. I hope you're right. I'm I'm rooting for you on that one. I, I don't have the balls to take them, but I, I'm rooting for you. Mm. I thought the Eagles could have lost last week. I, I think they could have lost every week. It, it's, it's funny. Like, the Eagles, yeah. uh, they're winning. Except for that Tampa Bay game. They, they ran away with that game. But they, they just they don't look great doing it. It seems like they're always, you know, the other team is always in it in the fourth quarter. It, that's because they're, it, it's weird. Like, so last week they got uh, Dallas Goddard more involved in the offense. Right. And then Devontae Smith just disappeared. Yeah. You know? Sorry about and, that if anybody was there. And AJ Brown had a decent game. But the only, but the monster games come out of the running game, like that's what you can you can count on right now. You can count on Jalen Hurts getting his you know his his uh, brotherly shove touchdown. Yep, he's gonna get one that he's gonna steal from DeAndre Swift, and DeAndre Swift is gonna get enough work that you should play him as an RB two. And then after that, the pass catchers have just been like, you know, roll a die, you know, yeah. roll a die to the side of guy because that's like. Devontae Smith's had two monster games. A.J. Brown's had two monster games. And Dallas Goddard has had one monster monster game. But they haven't been able to do it together. A.J.'s been pretty solid all He's season. He's been good. Yeah. But I'm talking about monster games. I'm talking okay. about those like that wide receiver one of the week type of game. Right. And their offense has the potential to, and to have multiple guys do it. They had two receivers finish in the top ten last year. They're just not doing it this year. Like yeah. they had two guys finish in the top ten last year, and Dallas Goddard was like tight end four. 
or tight end three. So I'm um, looking at AJ's numbers though, and you're you're not disappointed in AJ. No, you're, I'm not saying you're disappointed. 15 I'm, points, seven was his down week. 22, 38, mm-hmm. 19. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not. You're not super disappointed. But AJ Brown was also your number one receiver that you selected. For sure. So, you, so like, you need more than 12 and seven. No, for sure. But those are number one. Those those are wide receiver. The 12 one and seven's bad. Like I'm. Those are those are going to happen with. That's Jay. an elite number two. Okay, but I mean, you can. I can look up Justin Jefferson. I bet you the numbers aren't that that different. They are. They're all 19 or above every week. I just <clears throat> I don't I don't see how you can beat Philly with that time of possession with the ball. The way the way they're able to. The just, Jets can run the ball. The way they can just the Jets. Um, that's the thing is the Jets have the ability to run the ball, and Jalen Carter is not going to play today either. The Eagles the no. Eagles have been a little susceptible against the run this year. Um, more Brees Hall. Yeah, I like Brees Hall today. Brees like I like Brees Hall today, yeah. and I like Garrett Wilson today. Oh, and also Tyler Conklin. The Eagles you can attack them. Um, with tight ends and the jets have a couple the jets do like to throw the ball to the tight end and that was another thing that i liked about the the progression of zach wilson is he was finding um tyler conklin up seams in the middle of the field like he was gashing the broncos defense um so really excited to watch that one today go jets uh yeah okay so uh next up is arizona cardinals versus the la rams plus seven for the cardinals over unders at 48 plus 260 if you're betting on the cardinals minus 325 if you're betting on the rams why would you be betting on the cardinals no um only if they're playing against the cowboys so the cardinals running back situation is weird james connor went down last Mm -hmm. week um i watched that play happen and uh it did not look good like I immediately, like it's you know, gonna be a while. I yeah, I immediately was like bye bye James Connor. Like, uh, he he went up, he got hit, and uh, his body went up, you know head over heels, and uh, when his leg went up into the air, his it flopped, mm. like that uncontrollable, right. you know, and I was like oh that's bad. And I, for me, when I saw it, I thought it was like season ending. And then for them to the report after the game was like, yeah, he's feeling better. He's 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 feeling okay. Was I think I think what I read is he was, on IR yet? Yeah, yeah, he is. I think he is. I'm pretty sure he's out for four weeks at minimum. But like I said, I, that looked bad. So like, um, it would really really shock me if James Connor misses less than like six weeks. Um, Looks like Tannehill's out. There's a weird situation yep. going on because um, if you've watched both players play, Di Mercado is the much more explosive, exciting player. But the Cardinals came out and announced Keontae Ingram as the number one running back on their depth chart this week. Did they? I did not catch that. Yeah, that was why. I, that was when I ran to the the waiver and picked him up in in Top Gun. Was like, really? They're really like because I did. I, I put a bid in on Di Mercado, mm-hmm. and um, then I saw that announcement. And I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. But I'm gonna. But you got to pick him up because uh, the, the Cardinals' offense it like it's gonna give one of the running backs a bunch of work. Um, so as much as I like Di Mercado, um, I think it's gonna be Keontae Ingram today. Um, I don't expect him to have a bunch of success. I think the Cardinals are going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, the Rams did a much better job against Devontae Smith than they did against A.J. Brown. Uh, 
So I would lean towards Michael Wilson having a bigger day than um, Marquise Brown. But you have to start Marquise Brown. He's yep. been so good this year. Yeah. And, and and that frustrates me as a guy who's been out on a Marquise Brown. <laughs> like, I, you know, like leaning on him on my roster as my as a wide receiver, too. But he's been that. He has he's, been. He's been a wide receiver, too, that you can count on all year long. And so you're jamming him. Like, don't I, I wouldn't get cute and sit him today. And Stafford, um, Stafford is going to make it so that they have to throw. Yeah, um, yeah. Stafford is is definitely one of the guys that I target, targeted this week. I think Stafford's going to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, any of my leagues that I'm streaming quarterbacks, this is my quarterback this week, so I've got him in several places. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like I think on, he's yeah. got a he's got a good week coming here. Uh, I think the Rams are going to roll. Uh, despite the Arizona Cardinals looking better, I'm mean, looking better than what we expected them to look. I think but Cooper Cup's going to score three times today. I, I think. <laughs> I, I honestly think the the Eagles, and I probably should have talked about this in my minute. I think the Eagles really took that time of possession away for them to really find a rhythm together, like the yeah. synergy between Cup, Nakua, and and Stafford. Yeah, and I think today they're going to roll. And yeah, I think today they're going to find it. But that and, and that offense is good. They are good. They're a, they are actually good, and they've got real weapons behind with mm-hmm. around Cooper Cup that they didn't mm-hmm. have last year. Yeah, I think it could be like as a Ram. If you're a Rams fan, could be a real fun day of football. But so it, all, it is it is a divisional game, and you know how the, divisional games go. Uh, we don't really so, I mean, struggle against the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, no, okay. they don't. I'm just the only team we struggle against is uh, the Niners. Niners and the Seahawks put, give us fits, but they usually don't come out on top. Uh, so anybody picking Cardinals? No, no, sir. All right. So next up, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Detroit Lions minus three over under at 42 and a half. The money line is minus 166 if you're betting on the Lions and plus 140 if you're betting on the Bucks. This is my favorite game on the so, slate. Just pause real quick. It's it's nine o'clock. I just wanted to throw the injury report it. out there. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to try to do the the ones that, you know, were maybe last second or we weren't sure about. Um, cause we all know some of these like Daniel Jones has been out for a few days. We know Jeff Wilson's out, uh, Roshan Johnson's out. If you didn't know that, um, and Khalil Herbert. So that's why we were talking about, uh, Devante Foreman earlier. <laughs> Dante, Dante, Keontae Ingram is in Elijah Mitchell's in some of the, the outliers there. We all know Tank Dell's out. Robert Woods is in, if anybody cares. T. Higgins is in. So T. Higgins is one that you might have been wondering about. He is in. And Marquise Brown is still expected to play. And tight end uh, Sam Laporta is expected to play. That was a big one. Um, So you can breathe a sigh of relief if you are a Laporta manager. Um, (laughs) He is probably going to play. And And probably uh, going to play well. Dawson Knox is in, too. Um, And... Dalton Kincaid is still questionable. Okay. Are we are we caring about Bill's tight ends yet? Not yet. Okay, I didn't think so. Let's make sure. And that was your injury update. All right. We- <laughs> that was a good choice. <laughs> we, we try to keep that as close to nine o'clock as possible for you guys. So if you guys are wondering, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, with the injuries, nine o'clock, we will uh, throw that out there. And if you have any specific questions, please give them to us. We'll uh, we'll answer all of them. Willis is in 
for the Titans because that injury with the quarterback. Anyway, uh, so Woo, Malik Willis, go baby, go. So I interrupted you. Sorry, your favorite game of the week. Yeah, continue. Yeah, this is my favorite game of the week because the 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 Buccaneers are that team that's better than everybody thinks they are, and they're at home today. The Lions uh, don't play that well on the road. They're they're who are they missing today? I feel like the Lions are missing somebody today that we're not talking about. Um, Amon Ra is in. We were worried they, about that. Yeah, they're a little. Be, they're just a little beat up. I guess that's what that's what yeah. it is. Um, oh, Jamar Gibbs or Jameer Gibbs is out. Yes, and, no Gibbs. That's there okay. you go. It's no Gibbs today. So um, all Montgomery again. Yeah, and that's where Tampa Bay has actually been susceptible. Is on the run. They've been weaker. Which is different. Yeah, it's they, it's traditionally they've been you know a really, I say traditionally, over the last couple of years they've been a very difficult team to run against yep. um, but teams have, have been able to do that this year but they've been good against the pass um, so and with that and Jared Goff's struggles on the road I really like their chances today I, and Mike Evans is going to play so they're full powered um, the thing that I'm watching and you may have noticed I picked this guy up in uh, our redraft league in Top Gun is I'm watching Trey Palmer today uh, he's up over 70% of the snaps in the last two games. He scored twice already this year, both times inside the 10 yard line. They like him a lot. Um, I think he's becoming their third wide receiver, their slot guy. Okay. So excited about that guy. All right. Somebody to put on your radar. Yeah, um, and, the, and the lions are really beat up in the secondary. No Brian branch today. That's, that's who it is. That's the one, the big one. No okay. Brian branch today. Um, no, uh, they're missing a, a corner too. I'd, I'd have to look that up, but um, their secondary is really beat up. I expect the Buccaneers to be able to throw the ball successfully today. Okay, so Evans and Godwin uh, start them up. Yep. All right. Oh yeah, and and I was really, and I think I said said this last week to Chris Godwin managers to just be patient. Just you know, it's, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And then he had a big game. Like Evans did get hurt in that game, but Godwin was getting his targets before Evan got, Evans got hurt. Uh, him and Baker are just starting to get on the same page. I think that uh, Mike Evans being the guy that can jump up and catch the ball anywhere um, probably made him just a more friendly target for Baker to start the season. So, All right. I, like Godwin is a buy low. If you can get him on your team, he's going to be an excellent wide receiver too the rest of the year, I think. There you go. So are you going Bucks? Then? I am going Bucks. Today. <clears throat> All right. Um, I, I can definitely see taking the Bucks here. Uh, this is one of those really tough games to to pick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stay on the Lions. They they have been looking good, and I think they might they might be one of those elite teams this year. I like the Lions a lot. Yeah, I, I do like them a lot. I th I think they're um, this. They feel like a team that can definitely um, get through the wild card round this year. They're, oh, they're, and they're uh, no weather concerns in this game. Uh, Ten mile an hour wind is the only thing, but other than that, just partly cloudy and nice. So yeah, just a little windy in Florida today, but across the country it seems like. So next up we have the New York Giants versus the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> New York Giants plus fifteen, <laughs> over unders at forty four, uh, plus eight hundred if you're betting on the Giants, minus thirteen fifty if you're betting on the Bills. No Daniel Jones. But Saquon Barkley is expected to play. I don't know what's going on in New York, yeah. dude. Are they like, what are they doing? <laughs> Nobody knows. What are man. they doing? Okay. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Throw this out here at the beginning. Um, definite rain showers in this game. So uh, eight Josh mile Allen an hour wind. Care. So the wind is just kind of so-so. 
But uh, it looks like there's going to be some pretty steady uh, rain. So we're going to have a wet ball out there. Um, probably a messy game of some You're, kind. Yeah, so um, you probably want to, even though... Well, we already talked about this, and we were right about it last week. Like, if your if the Bills opponent is expected to score and challenge them, start Gabe Davis. Right. If they're just going to roll over people, sit Gabe Davis. Right. Like, and when that and so when that when those games happen, actually, it's you sit everybody but Diggs. Like you play Diggs, you play Josh Allen, and then you close your eyes and play James Cook, <laughs> and that, and that's it. That's that's yeah. really that's all you that's and and really in this entire game, which is crazy because like the Bills are just losing pieces every single week on defense. They lost Matt Milano last week. Like he's a he's an All Pro uh, linebacker. He might be the best middle linebacker in football, and gone for the year. Uh, they lost Tre'Davious White the week before that. They're just they're taking hits, but I don't think the Giants are going to be able to take advantage. I still think the Bills are just going to roll right over them. Yeah, and obviously Vegas thinks the same. Um, who is starting with no Daniel Jones? I didn't even look that Tyrod up. Tyrod Taylor. Ty- oh, Tyrod. That's right. Uh, Tyrod, he holds on to the ball. He's he's not going to turn the ball over. Um, he's actually going to be fairly competent be for, for, what, for what they're trying yeah, to do. Like, should be yeah. good for Barkley. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, Tyrod gives me a little confidence there. I mean, obviously, Bills are still going to Their roll offensive there, line's but, so terrible, I have no confidence in them. But, uh, and Von Miller is back, right, for the Bills? So... Oh really? Um, yeah. This, oh yeah. This first it's, week back. It's gonna right? be a sack party for sure. You know, which is every week against the Giants. So I feel bad for Taylor. Um, I, 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 he's just gonna get annihilated tonight. I think. Sorry, I'm looking. Oh shoot. They should have. They should have flexed that game out. That's the night game, right? They should have flexed that game out for sure. Is like, it the night game? Yeah. They should have given us that Bucks Lions game as the night game. <laughs> that would have been an excellent primetime game because <clears throat> then it would have been really hard to pick Baker over the Lions in primetime. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all going Bills then, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on. Cowboys versus the Chargers. Cowboys minus one and a half. Over-unders at 51. Money line minus 125 if you're betting on the Cowboys and plus 105 if you're betting on the Chargers. Revenge game for Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator oh. of the Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego so, Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> the Los Angeles San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so this should be a high-scoring game. It should be a high-scoring game. Um, this is going to be a much different environment than the one the Cowboys just came out of because they're going to be at SoFi Stadium, which, in my experience, is a very Cowboy-friendly place. Um, there were definitely more sure. Cowboy fans there than there were Ram fans when I was there last year. And the Chargers have much less fans than the Rams do. <laughs> yeah. Do the Cowboys, uh, are, where are they playing that game at? Uh, are they so, going, uh, the Rams and Cowboys are playing this year together, right? No. no? Oh, yeah, in Dallas. They're in yes, Dallas. They're okay. in Dallas, yeah. You know what's coming up? what's coming up soon? And, like, we didn't look at it at all. Hmm. The Steelers are coming to L.A. Are they really? To play the Rams. This year, huh? In like three weeks. Hmm. I wonder how much tickets are. I do too. <laughs> too much. <laughs> oh, they're all too much. Yeah. But oh, you know what's actually? Um, they're probably not because uh, SoFi SoFi is the stadium to go get standing room only tickets at. Oh really? Oh, for sure. Like when I went there, like I I told Roxanne, I was like, you know, I could definitely see myself just like standing here because the it's it is 
so it's perfectly set up. Like the, the, the area that you're going to stand in, there's bars all over the place where you could just sit down and still see the field. And like, you can't see, it's not a great view of the field, but Mm -hmm. like there's a giant jumbo screen right there. And then when you walk up, you get a perfect view of the whole field, the long, the long view of the field. So it's just, it's a great place to hang out. Nice. Yeah. So if you want to, like, if you want to go experience a football game, you know, SoFi Stadium is excellent. Like get, get a standing room only ticket and go up there and just have a few drinks and have a good time. But yeah, um, how much do those typically run? Under a hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. So all we gotta do is give you gas to drive us there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I wanted to talk about it I, after you know. Okay. We're, yeah. We're yeah well, let's day. talk about like, it. Definitely. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll do a you know an on the road podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> that would be different. So, um, yeah, so I, I expect this to be a uh, a home environment for the Cowboys. Um, this is another matchup where it's like the offensive coordinator. Offensive yeah. coordinator has a tremendous amount of experience with um, working against the defensive coordinator with Kellen Moore versus Dan Quinn. So you wonder, like, is Dan Quinn going to win this matchup? Because he certainly lost last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like I, I talked about the no energy that the Cowboys had last week, but really the the reason that they got pummeled so bad was because the 49ers uh just knew exactly where to go with the ball. Yeah, you're saying that. They there was no hesitation from Purdy at all. Like and he when he was dropping back, it, it, he wasn't looking at clear, you know, throwing lanes and like the the Cowboys he threw he got rid of the ball so fast that Micah Parsons just wasn't a part of the the game. There were no there was no time where Purdy had to go drop back. Oh no, it's actually not there. Right. What do I do now? It was just there all day. And so is it going to be there for Herbert? I don't put Kellen Moore on the level that I do Kyle Shanahan. Okay, Kellen Moore's had had success in Dallas. You know, but Dallas has had success offensively for a long time now. It's been a long time since we looked at Dallas and we're like, we don't want any of those pieces in fantasy football, right. you know, 20 years or something like that. So I'm not ready to say that he's a superstar yet. And he hasn't done anything with this Chargers offense so far, you know, other than throw the ball to Keenan Allen 20 times a game. It's been nice. You know? But yeah, but he hasn't done anything with any of the auxiliary pieces that makes you go, oh, the Chargers got a huge boost, you know, when they signed Kellen Moore. Uh, they get Eckler back this week. They too, get right? Eckler back this week, but again, hmm. that's just like, like I want, if to me, they Josh Palmer needs to have a game. Like Josh Palmer has a big game, or Quentin Johnson has a big game this week, and I'm like, okay, maybe they've got something going on right. in L.A. But right now, it's all Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And they already had that. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but he has been getting Keenan Allen the ball downfield, which is uh, right. which is different from what we're used to with Keenan Allen. Yeah, he has been used a little differently this year. Um, um, that being said, um, I'm obviously I'm going to put my money on my guys. Um, yeah. And I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one at home. Now, are there any receivers <laughs> uh, other than CD that you're starting? Um, no, okay. no. So fantasy football wise, like 
Um, the Chargers, you know, we know they lost Mike Williams a couple weeks ago. Uh, you, Josh Palmer did not have a good game, um, come you know right out of the gate. But uh, that's that's what we're hoping for. Like he didn't um, immediately become like a target, but they ha- they've had a week off. We're hoping that um, that their offense is is ready to go. I would start Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Um, George Kittle blew up the Cowboys so bad that on fantasy football, in fantasy football um, rankings and stuff like that, the Cowboys mm. are now looked at as a good matchup for tight right. ends. Don't believe that. Kittle caught three balls for sixty some yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> it was it was like like I said, it was just Kyle Shanahan knowing exactly how to beat Dan Quinn's defense. Gerald Everett and Donald Parham are not George Kittle, and that's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I I I would not be like um, I would not be leaning into. I, I would start Gerald Everett because he just seems to get the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to get five or six targets. And so he could score, but I would not be excited to start um, Chargers tight ends tomorrow. Um, and on the Cowboy side, Pollard's going to be fine. C.D. Lamb is going to get a blow-up game here. Like the, he was the one person, he was the one player who actually like looked like he was showing emotion on the field last mm-hmm. weekend. Like he was just he was mad. He looked mad the whole game. And so I, I feel like there's a you know. Uh, a squeaky wheel came coming for him. Gotcha. Like he's gonna get he's gonna get his targets, and and it, this makes sense. This is this just makes a lot of sense. It, it feels like this is gonna be a fun high scoring game. You know what I mean? It really feels that way. So I'm sure it'll be you know twelve to ten, but still. <clears throat> so uh, where are you going? Where are you? Going? Gonna, oh, 13. I'm taking the Chargers. Uh, okay. I'd say I'd say thirteen to ten. I'm Thank also you. picking the Chargers. I want to see. I mean, after I, th- I kind of feel like that San Francisco game exposed them a little bit. So we're going to go now to our Thursday night game. Jags versus the Saints on Thursday night. Oh, Jags man. minus one over under 42 and a half. Money line minus 115 and minus 105 if you're betting on the Saints. Two minuses. So hard to pick a week in advance, man. It is, like, yeah. So assuming that those nothing... are two teams I really want to see this week to see how they do, so I know what to what my opinion of them next week is. So really tough. Um, twist my arm. I guess I'm going to take the home team Saints. I yeah, and I'm 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 I am coming around to the Saints. Right. Like they, yeah. they're start, they're starting to look a little better. They're definitely another level of uh, potent with Alvin Kamara. In they're, the they're starting to look like what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Agreed. Beginning year, they were, we thought, oh, you know, this could be this really good yeah. team, and we were just like, what is this? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, we're and like, I, oh, and, hey. And I think that what that is is because I think um, because Alvin Kamara is twenty eight, yeah. and he's had a couple of uh, less than you know max efficiency years. You know that people are just kind of down on him and not expecting him to be like the catalyst of the offense. But the last couple of weeks with him in the offense, and it's, it's completely different. Yeah, offense. changed everything. They're, they're able to move the ball. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Saints too at home. Like I, I think if the Jaguars were at home, I would pick them. But uh, the Saints and their their rushing defense and that place is going to be loud. It's going to be a difficult place for uh, the Jags to play. Right on. So. With that, 
as we're getting ready for DraftKings, um, I, I did want to throw out there one of the theories I had that I came up with while watching the Cowboys uh, Niners game. Um, a lot of injuries started happening on the Cowboys side, and it made me wonder if how many of those were true injuries and how many of those were players are just checking out. And they're like, <laughs> that's like the only way they can like respectfully be like, I'm done playing this game. It's just like to fake an injury for a little bit and and just get off the field. And so it's something I'm going to be paying attention to, like in more blowout games or if athletes all of a sudden in blowout games on the opposing side, the side that's getting blown out. Are they all of a sudden getting injured? Or is this is this their way of subtly just bowing out and then trying to keep like respectful like uh if no one's gonna fault me for walking off the field for an injury versus you know, um just I, walking off the field. I don't know how conscious a decision that is, but definitely if you're getting hurt in a blowout, you know, normally you'd be like, I'm get me back in there. And I'm like, uh, you know, it kind of hurts coach. Uh, kinda hurts. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can see that, that little difference happening there. And it might not even be, you know, something conscious that they, I think it's a conscious thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's like, a, I don't want to play anymore. How do I get off the field? You know what I mean? I, that's what I think it, that is. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, just something to keep an eye um, out. So, yeah, I get that. But one of them was just like, you know, it's frustrating because he gets hurt all the time. And that's Van Der Esch. And it was another like, I think it ended up just being like a stinger or something like that. But it's always like neck related with him. So it's always scary. Anytime he goes down, it's like you, they, they try not to move him every time he goes down because he could have a serious neck injury. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. So, so who's ready to go first on their DraftKings? Well, who's our winner last week? Oh, that was me. Ken finally won one. All yeah, right. finally won one. Yes, yes, finally lined up. Probably. And just so we know, the, the so, record is uh, I've won three, and they've each won one. Just, just throwing it out there. You had a terrible <laughs> last week, though. So. Yeah. I did. Okay, so uh, this week I am going to ride at quarterback Matthew Stafford. At mm-hmm. 6,100. Um, I liked what I saw against the Eagles in, in flashes. The Eagles are, are a tough team. Stafford didn't have enough time because that Eagles defensive line was just keeping pressure on him. The Cardinals are not going to pressure him today. I really expect this to be the day that Stafford throws three or four touchdown passes, and I expect Cooper Cup to catch more than one. I agree. Um, at running back, uh, I've got Alvin Kamara at $6,800. Mm-hmm. The, the Saints, um, like we talked about this earlier, they're just giving Kamara the ball. They're they're going to feed Kamara the ball a lot. Jamal Williams is supposed to be back today, I believe. Is that correct? I think we, so. Um, but I I really don't expect him to eat a bunch into what um, Kamara has been doing. I still expect him to get twenty plus opportunities. And against Houston, that should be pretty good. Um, the uh, then at sixty four hundred dollars, I've got the number one running back in fantasy football. Yeah, hard not to. Raheem Mostert. Yep. Everybody knew that, right? Everybody knew that he's the number one <laughs> running back in fantasy football. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Why wouldn't he be, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, no, no HN. Um, and we talked about the, the fact that the Dolphins um, they they seem to really just like be focusing on their speed guys in their offensive scheme right now. So I would I would expect Mostert to have a full workload unless he gets hurt, mm. which he tends to do because he is made of glass. 
So, um, you know, buyer beware. But $6,400 for the number one running back fantasy football seems like uh, too good of a deal to pass up. At wide receiver, I've got Cooper Cup at 9000 because that's too cheap for mm-hmm. Cooper Cup. Um, I, uh, to uh, stack against him, I've got Marquise Brown. Cause I, and like we talked about, I, I'm not excited um, about his upside today because of the way the the Rams have played against smaller receivers this mm-hmm. year. They've done really well. They they held down Tyler Lockett too, if you remember. Um, and uh, but he's fifty three hundred, yep. so you have to. Like he's a number two wide receiver this year. I don't believe he's scored less than like fourteen PPR points in a game yet. So you have to play him for fifty three hundred. And another guy you have to play because he's too cheap is Adam Thielen at fifty nine hundred. Um, and then to uh, finish off my lineup at tight end at thirty five hundred, I've got Logan Thomas. In my flex at forty eight hundred, I've got Drake London. To, and then my defense today, the Cleveland Browns at twenty two hundred, which is kind of a punt, but. Their defensive coordinator has a lot of success against Kyle Shanahan. So yes, I he does. expect that game to be low scoring today. Yep. And uh, I'll just say that that's my defense as well. <laughs> uh, 2200, it's the, uh, the second lowest on the slate. Uh, really allows you to fit some stuff in there. Um, I went for pretty different. I, I shared Raheem Mostert with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I think we're different all the way around. Cool. Oh, no. Oh, cup. Cup. Uh, hard to get away from Cup this week. It he is. is. I couldn't do it. In yeah, short he's going to be great. Okay, so where were, are we different? Quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew uh, for just five thousand. Um, he's just you know mispriced right now, and um, you know he's going to have at least fifteen twenty points, and at five thousand, that's uh, that's great. And he could and he could do more. Uh, Mostert, we talked about Ken Walker. I think is going to have a good week this week. Um, against Cincinnati. I like that. Uh, bring back the other way. I've got Jamar Chase on the other side uh, to go with Cup. So Cup and Chase together feels good. Um, to afford that, I've got Josh Reynolds uh, in there at 4500 uh, I had somebody else in there, but uh, took him out because of a weather game. So um, I've got Reynolds in there now. Uh, Zach Ertz at 3600 seems a little bit cheap, uh, especially with the Rams being a little susceptible at the tight end spot. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is only 4300 and uh, he's got the starting role this week. Now, granted, that might not be great, but uh, a great starting role because they are going against Miami. I don't know what that game script's going to be like, but uh, he's in a position where if he can get me 12 points as a starting running back, touching the ball 15 times, like I, I think he can do that. Uh, and then Browns D. What you got, Ray? So um, <clears throat> some of this is along the lines of Ken and But I didn't pick up Cooper Cup. I didn't pick up Cooper Cup because I just uh, it's always painful for me to pay that much money for any player. But I do have Matthew Stafford as quarterback. Mixon as my running back for uh, from Cincinnati. Uh, Swift from the Eagles. Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I have Evans. I have Reynolds. I Goddard. Thieland and the Vikings defense. All right. I uh, kind of went for players I felt I felt like we're going to have a bigger game than expected this week. All yep. I expect them to all get over ten points. You know, so we'll see what happens. Well, excluding the Vikings. Like 
So uh, for my tournament, yeah, I guess it's my you responsibility yeah. to snake it back. Um, I went again with uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Madison as my running back, uh, Mostart for uh, my other running back, Atwell, um, just because of the price for Atwell. So I went ahead and picked up Atwell. I have Thielen again, Waddle, uh, Godart as a tight end. I think Godart, um, just 4,800, like that. It just to me is just like I have he has a high top end and so they went to him a lot last game and so I'm just like and they said they were going to be needing to get him involved and immediately did so uh, hopefully it continues and then was my flex Kirk and Vikings again very nice all right Uh, tournament lineup Um, let's see oh I clicked on the wrong one sorry one sec. All right, tournament lineup going a little bit different, but actually sticking with some of the main characters. Uh, we all like Stafford this week, so this is my lineup with Stafford is the tournament lineup. Um, Mostert, I just can't keep out of the lineup. There's just no reason to. Uh, I love Ken Walker. I love Chase, and I love Cup, so I put them all in there um, again. <laughs> uh, this time for my uh, cheap wide receiver, I went with uh, Wilson, the rookie from Arizona. Um, for 3,800, uh, I think he's good. He's a bit of a steal there. Um, he should be able to outperform that price. Um, went for a bit of a long shot here at tight end, which, you know, I tend to do, but, uh, Cade Otten, Mr. Mr. Cotton is, uh, is going against uh, Detroit, which is the 29th ranked, uh, defense for tight ends. And, um, Cade Otten has been a little bit more involved lately um i don't know I, if he can get you know five catches and maybe a touchdown i'd be thrilled uh chuba hubbard is too cheap at 4300 and the browns are 22 what can you do that's how you fit all the big receivers in that's how you do it stars and scrubs that's it <laughs> all right and mine uh is is kind of similar in some of the uh uh auxiliary pieces on my lineup. Um, but at quarterback, I've got Justin Fields at 7,300. Okay. Yep. Uh, I went back to the well with Kamara at 6,800. I like Alexander Madison today at 5,600. At receiver, I'm stacking with my quarterback, uh, DJ Moore. Uh, we talked about this earlier. He's $6,500 on DraftKings is just too cheap for what he's been doing. It, it's, for who? DJ Moore. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for what he's been doing, sixty five hundred dollars is just way too cheap. Um, like he has, for what you like, you hope for like a three x to five x return points to the amount of, of dollars that you spend, and he's given you a more than five x two consecutive weeks, and is still sub seven thousand dollars, which is rare. It tells you yeah. that DraftKings isn't in yet. Um, uh, then also I've got Cooper Cup again at nine thousand, and yep. then one of my favorite plays of the day is Josh Downs at forty one hundred dollars. I was kind of um, surprised he wasn't in your other one, your yeah. other lineup. Uh, the other one was cash. Yeah. So, um, and my my strategy in, in cash is to guarantee the try and guarantee the three X, and my strategy in tournaments is to try and get the guy who could maybe be number one shoot in, the moon in, in his position. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at tight end, again, Logan Thomas. And at flex, again, I've got Drake London. I really like that game. I think it's going to be high scoring. And I think uh, these are the two ways that the teams are going to beat each other. Um, and then I've got the Browns again at $2,200 because it's just too cheap. Yep. Like, there, were, there are not a, very, a lot of great options, 
the there were like three of them, and they're all thirty nine hundred dollars or right. more this week. So um, I would just uh, you know that, and I, let me see uh, another option that people might be looking at would be um, the Buccaneers are at home. The Buccaneers are at home. Jared Goff doesn't traditionally put up a bunch of points, so you don't expect the Lions to score thirty today. And the Buccaneers are a veteran defense. That and can, how much are they? They can score. They're twenty three hundred. Okay. Yeah. No, that's so, that's a good option. That that would be if I wasn't going to play the Browns. That's who I would play. Yeah. And that it, is that. If I if I had a hundred more dollars, I'd probably just play Tampa Bay, but I don't. <laughs> I, well, I had two. So did you? And both my lineups, I had two hundred dollars left over. Oh, so. I spent the max. So, All right. I think we covered everything. Good luck this we week, everybody. Hopefully you all win. We didn't get too many questions this week, so hopefully you uh, have your lineups all set and ready to go. Uh, good luck. We'll be here again next week. Crush you guys. it, guys. Later. Love it.